All right. Hi, guys. Welcome and welcome back to the podcast. I've been meaning to watch that. I am your co-host, Monica, and we are joined by our awesome co-host, Glenn. Say hi, Glenn. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Hi. Guys, today we're going to be talking about Doctor Strange and Moon Knight. What's next in the MCU? What's coming soon, moving forward? We're going to give you a little review, give our thoughts about the ending of Moon Knight, talk about Doctor Strange, what we thought about it, and, you know, everything around that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just a quick reminder, guys, in the beginning of the pod, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube because we put full videos of these podcasts on youtube and we have highlights on youtube as well follow us on tiktok where we'll be posting our reels from instagram as well and be sure to follow me and glenn on social media as well that way you get updated on our going about some life and follow us on twitter as well where we post reels and our thoughts about certain things and yes thank you so much we appreciate all of you guys listening and we're going to hop into our first segment which is uh can't wait to watch where we talk about movies and TV shows that we cannot wait to see that are coming out soon. And one thing I can't wait to watch is everything, everywhere, all at once. I think I'm going to go see it today. I think I'm just going to go and just, I'm just going to go watch oh, it today. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. Wait I haven't a second. seen it yet, but I'm excited. I, yeah. That was a movie that I meant to see as soon as it came out for whatever uh-huh. reason that we can get work out. And then I didn't see it and then I didn't see it and then I didn't see it, but I did go see it Sunday night. So okay. when you just watched it, I think I, so it, I don't even know, I don't even know. It was a good movie. I did like it. I'm not going to spoil anything, obviously. Um, but it's like, it works on so many levels. Just on the technical aspect alone, an absolute masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, I, I just don't want to spoil anything. I liked it and you will too. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm excited to see it because so many people have talked about the movie and they love it. They think it's great. And of course, uh, like a lot of people say that it's better than Doctor Strange, which I'm sure like after I see it, I'll agree. But even having not seen it, I still do agree after seeing Doctor Strange because we're going to talk about it. But, you know, I'm I'm quite excited to see it. And I can't wait to watch that. Also, Our Father which is a new documentary on Netflix about a man who was like, uh, worked at a fraternity clinic or something like that. And he, ins- he this man basically has like a hundred kids or something like that. I don't know. It's just it wasn't of- in like the thousands. I thought it was like a lot more than that. I don't know, but I cannot wait to see it. I'm going to watch it later today because your girl loves a nice documentary, true crime, something that will like freak you out. Like, um, don't, mess with cats love the documentary mm. you know um murder among mormons that documentary was really really good we talked about that in a previous podcast yeah so i really cannot wait to just get into it and you know see what it's giving you know what i mean because netflix really does like a lot of the netflix documentaries are so good and so interesting and so riveting and enca- and like encapsulating and just like can netflix actually not stick to documentaries but like stick to documentaries yeah like if we could put a focus on something less reality shows and more documentaries like more documentaries more true crime shit and like more Mm -hmm. documentaries about like people you don't hear about in history but they have such a compelling life that it's like oh why didn't i hear about this person why didn't i learn about this person like this person is so interesting it's so cool and amazing and like monumental and great things you know like more focus on that so yeah i mean if we could 
Because Netflix, Netflix is Netflix is struggling right now. Yeah, Netflix girl. is struggling. Like if you ask people to like rank, um, like streaming services, mm-hmm. Netflix ain't at the top. It's HBO Max. Yeah, it's Disney Plus. Yeah. Some people might even say, um, I mean, some people are dumb, but some people might even say Amazon Prime. No one would think that's at the top, but they might Amazon rank you ahead of Prime Netflix. Has their shows? They have their things. You know, Amazon Prime, they have like the comedy specials mm-hmm. and they have the boys and they have Fleabag and they have a couple other good shows on there. Like Homecoming, they have that as well. Mm-hmm. Like Amazon has some interesting stuff. And also Childish Gambino's um, project with Malia Obama and Chloe Bailey is going to be mm-hmm. on Amazon as well. And, you know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge signed a $100 million deal with Amazon to make content on their platform. So Amazon kind of knows what they're doing. Amazon knows better not to give like, a hundred million dollars to every single rich person that wants to like make a documentary exactly. or some shit like that like obama's nature documentary it's cute and all but like we need something else you know and netflix knows they have good content on there it's just that they get outshined by the other streaming services that see how they falter and fail by canceling mm-hmm. almost every other thing and you know most of the streaming services can keep it going except hbo max the cancel generation which i'm still upset about but you know but you know. <sighs> That's neither here nor there, I guess. Anyways, um, is there anything that you're excited to see coming out soon? Um, obviously, okay, you can actually wait. No, you would enjoy this too, I'm pretty sure. Um, Bob's Burgers, the movie. Oh my uh, gosh, it is coming out soon. Oh my gosh. On, yeah, it comes out like next week, I think. Maybe it's like two weeks. I'm yeah. excited. I yeah. love Bob's Burgers. And yeah. I've seen I've been seeing the trailers everywhere. They pop up everywhere. I think. It seems like, you know, I mean, obviously I would expect it to be that much different than the series, but like, because obviously it's the same people working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm so excited. I am so excited. It seems so funny. It seems so well done. Just with some of the trailer, it seems like, oh, they got it. Like, they know exactly what they're doing. This is going to be a great movie to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be just like a fun. It's just fun. The one thing about Bob's Burgers is that it's so pristine. Mm-hmm. Like, every single episode is hilarious every like everyone is so funny that they like what makes bottles of burgers so great i think there's this girl bobby on tiktok who perfectly described it and if you don't know bobby she has like her tiktok is amazing she basically describes herself as i'm your friend bobby your friend that knows a little bit too much about pop culture mm-hmm. yeah and she describes bottles burgers as a show the reason why it's so good is because it focuses on the mundane because every single episode can take a normal situation that someone can be in and just kind of like hype it up a little bit more or like hi- like heighten the stakes a little bit. But it's still funny. It's still down to earth. It's still relatable. It doesn't do too much. It stays to the core of its audience, the core of its like episodes. And all the characters are just like so like, <laughs> like Jeed. And Linda and Bob and Louise and fucking Tina, like everybody is so fucking funny and just like great. And I love the show so much. It's like Bob's Burgers truly is my my comfort show. It truly is. Mm-hmm. I could you can watch any episode from any season at any point and not be lost. And you can enjoy it fully as it is. You know, there are some plot points that come back. And there are a couple callbacks within the seasons if you're like a diehard fan who's seen every episode like I have. <laughs> but, you know, for the most part, you can watch the show and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So very excited. Yes. We love to see it. Uh, okay. I think that if that's all there is, mm-hmm. we're just going to get straight into talking about 
Doctor Strange, Moon Knight. Do you want to start with Moon Knight first? Yeah, because we have less to talk about. Yeah. It's just the ending. Right. Okay. So for those we all probably do know, uh, basically, we all know, Moon Knight is a new Disney Plus Marvel show. Uh, six episodes directed by Mohamed Dayab. And it ended, Moon Knight ended May 6th. I believe it was mm-hmm. right that was in the last episode aired and we gave kind of predictions for the show in our last podcast not the last one the last one was bojack horseman so the one before that was the last one we kind of gave our predictions as to what was going to happen at the end and i have to say the ending i like the ending yeah i have to say like i listen i know that <laughs> i <laughs> I know we review movies and TV shows, but at the end of the day, if I watch something and I like it and I'm interested and I think the writing is like, okay, and I can say like enticed enough and I'm watching the show where I don't feel like I have to pick up my phone to be entertained. Mm -hmm. Like if I can watch the show all the way through and be like, oh yeah, this is great. This is good. Like my brain is stimulated through it. I'm just going to think it's good. You know, I can Mm -hmm. critically, you know, think about things, but for the most part, I'm like MCU, good. you know eight out of ten every single time and i like the ending you know i love oscar isaac i loved moon knight you know our girl layla a badass as always a bad bitch you know kicking ass taking names i was surprised by the end credit scene Mm -hmm. yeah because we talked about we were like i'm not sure if they're gonna bring him in i'm not sure yeah and they did they're like season two baby be there right (laughs) I truly did think that they were going to save um, Jake Lockley for um, season two. Cause I felt like just having Steven and Mark made sense. And I liked how in the ending, Steven and Mark started working together and mm-hmm. you can see like the opposite sides of their personality kind of like coinciding and like, just yeah. like meshing really well. And the costume changed constantly. Yes. The was who was who. Yes. I like the costume change. And I like how like, you know, it is interesting seeing like um how Mark and Steven kind of like at the last moment they like came together and like oh my god like the fucking sand bro like the way that Marvel like this show did not have to tug on my heartstrings the way it did it did not have to leave me emotionally erupt as it did it did not have to leave me completely distraught like it did but it did that and Oscar Isaac I just want to say Oh my fucking God, if y'all don't give this man an Emmy, if y'all don't give this man a million dollars, if y'all don't give this man the fucking gold scarab itself, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. Because, like, this show is so good. Oh my gosh, bro. Oh my gosh, it was so good, man. And Ethan Hawke playing Harrow, I do think it was a good idea to not have the original um, enemy from the comics and i think the hero was a better uh catalyst or better antagonist for the series just because of like how um amit is so focused on judging people before they do something bad but essentially killing innocent people and this weird ideology that like everyone has to be completely purely blameless in order to walk in her light and live in her like Mm -hmm. community it's like watching Ethan Hawke play Arthur was so it's man like the way he just embodies these characters 
This man is a chameleon. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what to say, bro. I don't know what to say. Like, so good. So good. What did you think of... Well, it was episode five? Six. Episode six. six. What did you think of episode six? Okay, so it was very fast-paced. I like that it was fast-paced. I hate last episodes of Dragon. We know everything. We're here. We're good. Just give it to us. Just get it done. Um... So I like that it was like very quick. Uh, I like the action scenes we talked about on um, them coming together, the little heartstring tug. Mm-hmm. Um, we love a badass fight scene that isn't horribly CGI. You know, yeah. like it was a little CGI, but like mostly pretty practical. And I love that because it'll make it easier to watch in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just liked it. I liked it overall. I liked it. I was a little bit scared. I was a little bit wondering. I was like, hmm. Like, are they going to pull it off? That's just the second me. I wonder that about every single show. Um, but they did. And I need to go back and rewatch it. I need to go back and rewatch everything. I just want to read a quick um, snippet from an article. So basically, a lot of people were talking about, like, the Jake Lockley in, like, the like the mysterious uh, third persona of Jake Lockley and how could markets even gone on so long without knowing about Jake and like, wouldn't he have popped up sooner or later? So as you know, in episode five, Mark and Steven are um, struggling to balance their hearts on tarot scales in order to see who's going to end up in the sand, who's going to end up in the golden fields. And a lot of fans consider this a plot hole, considering how uh, presumably all of Mark's all of the aspects of Mark's system would need to be balanced in order to enter the uh, field of reads, right? Mm. So if there was a lingering part of his psyche that was not entirely balanced, wouldn't that affect her judgment? And the director of the episode, Jeremy Slater, he's the executive producer, in fact, uh, he said that they kept them out of there because Mark and Steven need to reconcile who they were, come to grips with who they were inside that system. And they weren't aware of Jake's presence. So since they weren't aware of it, they didn't really need to balance it. And it was much more about their own internal journey between the two of them. And he likes the fact that there's some healthy debate behind it and that Mark is accepting Steven's purpose and everything. And from Jeremy Slater's perspective, it was always Steven's decision that ultimately balances. It was always Steven's decision that ultimately balances those scales at the end. Steven realizes he is the protector of the system, him finally stepping up between that job and sort of assuming the mantle of what he was always supposed to be. Mm-hmm. For me, Mark knew exactly who he was over the course of that episode, repressing it and delaying it, but Steven kind of had no idea what his purpose was and why he was there. So the misdirected play is you think it's Mark who is not coming to grips and dealing with things, but it's actually Steven who has to make the decision. So yeah, yeah. in the end, putting it in Steven's, hands and I do think um it's interesting and I do want to see kind of like how Jake will kind of play in tandem with them moving forward because Mark and Steven obviously have spent a lot of time together and they kind of understand that they are two different alters within the system and how they kind of move within you know the world and how they balance that Jake seems more of like a rogue agent like he seems really calm and collected he doesn't seem in disarray the same way that mark sometimes did but mark is a bit too staunch and too aggressive and steven is a bit like shaky and sad and giving you like wet puppy dog vibes Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like kind of just like (laughs) like he needs a fucking sandwich or something like just 
you know, and he needs a Jake, nap. He needs, yeah, he, he needs, needs a, a nap. nap with a blanket. Yeah, like, babe, you need to take a seat. Like, I don't know what's going on. But basically, um, Jake seems more of, like, the more collected persona out of the out of the three of them. So it's interesting how uh, Khonshu kind of knew about him. And I do, I am interested to see how they're going to move forward with Jake in season two. Because there is going to be a season two. I believe so. Yeah. So I'm interested to see. And it's also going to be season two of Loki. And Kang is coming back in season two. My Mm. king, Jonathan Majors. Love you down. So can't wait for that. I love him. Oh my gosh, Kang. I can't wait to see the fucking Ant-Man movie. I can't wait to see the Ant-Man movie. I can't wait because I know Jonathan Majors. And I'm telling y'all right now, Kang needs female variants, okay? Mm-hmm. Asia Naomi Kang, all right? That's the first person on my list. Um, Wait, she's Captain Marvel. Hold on. <laughs> no, no, wait, no, no, no. I, I can think of other, other Black women. Possibly Tika Sumter. Tika, if you want to like hop into the Marvel Universe, girl, let us know. You mm. know what I mean? But yeah, Kang needs um variants. Asia Naomi King is the number one girl on my list. Please, 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 please put my girl in a fucking movie. Please. Yeah. <laughs> She's there. She has to be. She has to be. Um, I think... What do you think is next for Moon Knight? Because, like, I'm not going to lie. I kind of think that, like, Moon Knight is better as just a TV show. You know what I mean? I think Moon Knight is better as, like, his own standalone character. I can see him hopping into other Marvel properties. But, you know, it's kind of... I mean... What do you think? Like you said, when Marvel wants it to connect to the rest of the universe, it will. Um, Yeah. But... If he's all fine by himself right now, then then he's good. Like um, like Loki right now, Loki isn't connected to anything else in the universe. Like he has his own like mm-hmm. horrible stuff going on, but they're probably gonna keep it mostly with just him. Mm-hmm. I doubt they're gonna bring the larger MCU into his stuff for a little while. They can just sit and die. Yeah, um, I feel like that's the same thing that they're gonna give to Moon Knight. Like. They might reference him. Someone might make an offhand comment, but I don't think he's going to come into bigger play probably until the next Avengers type movie, you know? I think because like Moon Knight is a much darker supernatural entity. Um, well, Marvel's moving more into supernatural things in the same way with Kit Harrington's character at the end of Eternals kind of hinting towards Blade. You know, that's also an open possibility that could happen. Um, there's also the fact that uh, uh, Mark Spector's relationship with Conchu is very similar to Wanda's relationship with Chaos Magic. So sure. that's another possibility. Also, Mark Spector has collaborated, collaborated with other adventure teams, including the Defenders. And since our Charlie Cox, Daredevil, was in the Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. it is possible that the netflix marvel movies could be coming back because we all know that our guy our guy fisk was in the hawkeye show i didn't watch it but i saw the 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 screen caps Mm -hmm. so marvel don't play with me bring jessica jones please please bring jessica jones back please bring jessica jones back please 
please. Oh, they brought up Jessica Jones. I would absolutely. Oh my die. gosh, I, I fucking know. love her. Wait a second, continue talking for a second. I'll be right that's, back. Okay, I really just like that's what I want to see. You know, I know that like Marvel did the kind of like asshole thing of pulling the Netflix shows off of Netflix. I want to watch Daredevil so bad. Daredevil, I want Jessica Jones. I can do without Luke Cage. Um, I can do without Iron Fist. Hold on. Misty Knight, though? Misty Knight, please, babe. Please come back. We need you. Uh, Colleen Wig. Wing? If you want to come back, babes, please do. Absolutely. 110%. We would love to see you once again. And since all these shows are already on Disney+, Plus, it is perfectly easy to just, like, let them all kind of emerge together and just kind of, like, let the MCU do its MCU thing. You know what I mean? I'm okay with Moon Knight being its own standalone show and just being amazing and, and sh- like awesome and great. Cause like, I know there's some people who thought Moon Knight was good enough or was a disappointment. I don't care. You're wrong. Moon Knight was spectacular. It was phenomenal. The CGI, great. The story, great. The fight scenes, great. Everything about it, the MCU tings was great. Okay. So if we go see Moon Knight with, um, Jessica with Daredevil, Charlie Cox, we would love to see it. I accept it. I think it's amazing. I think it's wonderful. You know what I mean? Wilson Fisk, Charlie Cox, yes. Um, If we happen to see Moon Knight with Blade, you know what? I'm down for it. I'm going to look up Kit Harrington Marvel. What is his character's name? Black Knight. Right, Black Knight. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. People are so, people forget how Marvel used to work, like the MCU used to work, just because of all the big things that happened, and obviously COVID delayed a lot of things as well. Um, but like, a good example of how Marvel used to work is look at like Ant-Man, for example. Like Ant-Man had his own movie, and then when was the next time we saw him? We saw him for a little bit in Captain America Civil War. He was in like the big airport fight scene. Mm-hmm. And then we don't see him for a little bit until his next movie. And then like he gets trapped and then he isn't in Infinity War at all because he's like trapped in a different uh, dimension and then he pops out for Endgame. That, like Ant-Man is like the classic example of what's probably going to happen to like Moon Knight and Loki and anyone else in those series. They don't, because we're so used to the Avengers and all of them being buddy-buddy and all of them being in each other's movies, we tend to forget like that's not really, it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. for Moon Knight to be in everyone else's movie when he has no connection to them. He doesn't know them. He isn't friends with them. He's an Avenger. He's off, he's literally across the pond. Mm-hmm. Like, why would he show up in New York randomly? However, if there's a big threat, or there's a reason to directly bring him over, or there's a reason to recruit him, then he'd make sense. Then he'd pop up. So I feel like that's what they're going to do with these series, like Moon Knight, maybe even stuff with Loki, stuff of the future with like Miss Marvel, with Echo, with um, anyone else uh, that's coming out like soon. They're not going to be involved in the larger MCU unless it's a threat. Unless it's like the next invasion, the next big Avengers movie, then you'll see them. But other than that, they're gonna pretty much stay in their own little corner of wherever they are. Just because that makes the bigger movies more exciting because it's the only time we see them all together. I also think that um I also think that Marvel should learn from the mistakes 
of Endgame with like the huge superhero fight scenes and too many things going on. It is okay to have a six people team up and let everybody else just do their own thing. You ain't got to call everybody to the party. Okay, wait a second. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, you know, like, that's the thing. No, because here's the thing with me. Here's my problem with the ending of Endgame. Because there are too many superheroes flying around blasting lasers. You know what I mean? So many different people could be doing different things, you know? Like, Captain Marvel, she took a 90-style telephone and turned it into an intergalactic space communicator. She does not need to be flying around shooting things out of her fist. We know she can do that. But what we don't know is how she can help hope and Ant-Man figure out the thing for the thing in the truck. I don't remember exactly what it was because it was the endgame. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool to have all these superheroes in one movie and see them all just like working together and collaborating with one another. But we don't get any kind of quip whips or dialogue. Not everybody gets enough screen time. And there's usually just one person or a couple people doing like really interesting things. Like if you just have a good concise team of people that just know what they're doing and they're taking out the bad guys, that's really all you need. And everyone else could like, I don't like Daredevil does not need to be running around in his like, you know, heads thing when you have Wanda right there. You know what I mean? Like Wanda, Captain Marvel, um, Shuri, uh, 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 Shang-Chi, and like two other people. And then that's it. That's basically all you really need, you know? And everyone else can just like, everyone else is doing their own thing. You know, Loki's hanging out with Owen Wilson and like, uh, that's, yeah. But, um, but yeah, like I said, we're probably not going to see Moon Knight again unless well either moon knight season two or if an avengers level movie comes out before then that's probably the next time we're gonna see him i would be interested in seeing moon knight with black knight and blade or possibly seeing moon knight with daredevil i don't know where we're going with the daredevil story but i want marvel to know that I'm just, I'm just your uh, 10 a.m. wake up call to remind you that like Charlie Cox is in the MCU and the so, girls are feeding. Okay? Here's the thing. I feel like, and people talked about this after No Way Home. Um, we're kind of assuming, it's not confirmed, but we're assuming that um, the excuse they're going to use is that Daredevil was one of the people who was blipped. It makes sense logically mm-hmm. that he'd be blipped, um, even mathematically. Uh, so we're going to assume that, but also look at Marvel's lineup right now. Unfortunately, we're probably not gonna get anything from Daredevil for at least like a year and a half, two years. They might <laughs> announce it, but like we're not gonna get it. I I could I'm okay with just seeing him. Like if we are watching Miss Marvel and I just see him walk down the street, that's good enough for me. You know, I don't need another. I don't need a third season. I would like a third season, but you know, I don't need it. I just need something. Sure. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Depending on how they go with Miss Marvel, they might be introducing him more. Because um, what's the arc that, like, finished in the comics around, like, 2021, I believe? It was the... So it happened, I guess, in 2020. Okay, my COVID time screws me up. Don't, don't, don't yell at me. Okay. Um, but it was a Marvel Comics event called Outlawed. And basically, uh, it was made illegal for any superhero under the age of 18 to perform superhero activities. 
unless they directly had a mentor. Like they legally had to have an older superhero say, I am taking this person on as my trainee. Otherwise, the kids could be arrested for vigilante work or for anything else if they were performing superhero tasks underage. Okay. Um, and that affected all the younger superheroes. It affected um, the new Avengers, so like Wiccan, Speed, um, everyone else involved in there. It affected, obviously, Miss Marvel because she's part of the, the new Avengers, or the young Avengers, whatever they're called. Mm. Um, it affected my faves, Power Pack. Um, it, so basically, every superhero under the age of 18 like in the comics, went through their outlawed arc or their outlawed era. Um, and so I could see um, Daredevil being brought in with Miss Marvel with that, because if she gets her powers, you know, and does her thing, it's also they're going the outlawed route, like making, again, anyone under the age of 18, it's illegal for them to be performing superhero tasks. As a lawyer, he might step in. He might get involved there. Because it would make sense that now they have so many kids in the MCU to bring in that outlawed arc. Interesting. Because that could also technically, depending on how they do it, affect Spider-Man as well. Because Spider-Man mm-hmm. is still legally, even though he's 21, 22, but he was blipped, so he's still legally 17 right now. Mm. Okay. I don't know. It's yeah. just an idea. Like I said, like that era, that arc just finished in like, summer of 2020 so it's still pretty brand new even for the comics i like that idea i like that theory i think that's very interesting and um yes i say i would like to see that i would like to see it it'd be a nice excuse to focus more on the younger generation anyways which is kind of what marvel is leaning towards like they're bringing in new superheroes obviously they have a lot of younger ones like let's focus on them like there's more young superheroes besides peter parker (laughs) Absolutely. And also, Iron Iron Heart is coming soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've started casting people. They started picking their, you know, executive producers and writers. Uh, I'm still waiting for my email, my secret email from Yeah, yeah. I was kind of suspicious. I was wondering. I was like, I haven't gotten a text from Marco saying, like, she got the secret email. (laughs) I still haven't gotten a call about it. But, you know, we, we, you know, we, we're manifesting. We're manifesting. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like EP on Iron Heart, and then, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we're moving up. <laughs> Anyways, um, I do have to say one more thing about Moon Knight before we move on from it. Yeah. I love it. I love that Layla rejected Khonshu. She was like, why don't you kiss my ass? I was like, yes, babe. Exactly. Because who does he think he is? Who does he think he is trying to make everybody an avatar of his own? I think that she is amazing. It's so interesting that she became Tara Wett's, uh avatar. I thought that was intriguing. I think I would like to see more of that uh, if absolutely. season two is starting anytime soon. Um, I do have to say the whole like golden wings, the whole outfit. Mm-hmm. No, it was given. <laughs> it was given. Oh my gosh, she looks so good. That fight sequence was so good she looked amazing i was like wow my jaw was on the floor when i saw her in that costume like girl give it to us yes oh so good so glad that mark and steven are free of conchu obviously conchu is trying to hold on to jake lockley to carry out his bad deeds it is interesting to see that arthur was in the facility 
at the end. Yeah. Kind of raises some suspicions over Uh everything, really. (sighs) Um, All in all, there is a lot that Marvel is moving into. You know, She-Hulk is still something that's going to happen. And there's the Agatha Harkness spinoff coming in. They just released some formal pictures from Echo, like, hours ago. Ooh, Echo. My gosh, I can't wait. It'll be interesting to see Echo in tandem with, you know... The other uh, superheroes that were um, talked about in Doctor Strange, which we can get into, but um, love, I loved Moon Knight. I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. I don't care what you have to say about it. I don't care what kind of critique you have about it. I thought it was a 10 out of 10. Oscar Isaac is amazing. The whole cast is phenomenal. The CGI was great. And you know what? I would probably rewatch it. Like. Yeah. If I didn't think it would completely destroy me the same way WandaVision did, I would rewatch it. It does make me want to rewatch Loki too. I really liked Loki. I need to rewatch like all of the series. Uh, that's a lie. I need to rewatch Loki and WandaVision and um, I'm gonna I'm, say I, mean, I still like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like I still think that was a pretty good series. I know there are some things that could be changed and different. I think it tried too hard to be like Civil War, but I still liked it. I liked parts of it at least. Well, I'm glad that you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's how you go. You get. <laughs> all right. If we're done with Moon Knight, we can just move into talking about Doctor Strange. Okay. <clears throat> um, I'm thinking we're gonna go. Let's start. Uh, okay. Doctor Strange into the Multiverse is a American superhero film. Oh my gosh, this movie. So in the film, Doctor Strange is trying to protect America Chavez who is a teenager who is capable of traveling through the multiverse from Wanda Maximoff. It is not the same descriptor that was given a year ago, where it was like Doctor Strange opens up a portal and there's a threat that looms that's coming out. Like, even the trailer was completely different. Like, the trailer made me believe that, like, this movie obviously was supposed to be a continuation at the time. I didn't know this. I only learned this recently. When I saw the trailer, I believed that the movie was supposed to be a continuation of Far From Home when, you know, the two other Spider-Men come into, uh, you know, our Peter Parker's universe in Earth 616, I believe. That's the name of the Earth that he's in. Yeah. And that the multiverse is kind of like on its hinges, essentially. And Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange opened a portal and there's a threat looming that's coming. And we're like, I was believed from the trailer that the threat was the evil Doctor Strange coming. And he was going to work with America to stop the evil Doctor Strange. And Wanda was going to help him. Now, here's something I learned. So (laughs) here's the thing. First of all, um, just because of production schedule and stuff like that, this was supposed to be literally the not the next Marvel movie, the next Marvel property to come out mm. after WandaVision. It was supposed to be WandaVision was supposed to end. This was supposed to come out like a month later. Mm. So already a lot of stuff got flipped around and like redone. And like our perspective is different because it's not coming out immediately after WandaVision. It's coming out over a year after WandaVision. Um, and a ton of other stuff has come out since then. Okay. So basically, Scott Derrickson, who was the Doctor Strange director and co-writer, 
had plans for the sequel by October 2016. He signed up for, to return as a director in December 2018 with Cumberbatch confirmed to return. And then the title was announced in July 2019 with Elizabeth Olsen's involvement. I believe it was announced at uh, uh, Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And there is someone else hired to write the film that October, Jade Haley Bartlett. But Derrickson stepped down as the director in January 2020, citing creative differences with Waldron and Raimi joining the next month starting over. And basically, um, Raimi made Maximoff the villain, continuing her series from WandaVision. Filming began November 2020 in London, put on hold in 2021 due to COVID-19. Production resumed in March 2021, concluded mid-April, and that was basically it. Released May, it premiered May 2nd, and then released May 6th. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, there are some things in the film that are different from the original movie that we will get into in talking about the film, uh, I want to say first off before we dive into it, I just want to go from beginning to end. I'm just going to talk about the plot of the movie and we can okay. kind of pick it apart from there. I just want to say first and foremost, I know it says Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It doesn't feel like Doctor Strange movie. No. It feels like a Wanda movie. It's not a Doctor Strange movie. And like as much as I'm going to say right now, I love the movie. I liked it. I like that there are horror elements. I like that there is like some kind of inventive storytelling kind of things mm-hmm. in there. I like the editing. I like the different, you know, things happening in the movie. There are some things I don't really like, like the fact that America Chavez is introduced, but she's kind of used as a plot point rather than a person. And it's the same thing they did with Samuel L. Jackson and Captain Marvel, because Nick Fury has been one of the only Black characters in these Marvel movies from the beginning, along mm-hmm. with War Machine. And y'all gave him his like origin story detailing in someone else's movie, who was someone else's origin story that kind of came a little late because her movie's in the night, set in the 90s. And then we're supposed to see her again in uh, Infinity War or Endgame or whatever. Like, oh, we see her again in Endgame, right? And like, like, like Marvel. Stop shoehorning people's like, I, like you cannot have three different origin stories in one movie. I will say though, in Captain Marvel, it kind of worked. In Captain like, it Marvel, wasn't a, I feel like it worked just because it was also part of the plot. Like they weren't just mm. exposition dumping. Mm. Um, right. The, yes. the origin stories were integral to what was going on and mm. how things were being discovered. So, as much as like I don't love that that's how they chose to do it, mm-hmm. how it was actually performed was pretty good you know yeah and along with the end credit scene in infinity war it did kind of did come together i just wish that nick fury as iconic of a character that he is got his own like standalone telling because he deserves one also i do think that war machine deserves his own disney plus show but i know don Cheadle has his own production company and he's doing his own thing and he probably doesn't care about marvel that much anymore but like i still i still believe that war machine deserves his own show because when I saw him in, in 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 the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was sitting here like this man has really been through it. Like he was best friends with Iron Man. He's mm-hmm. still here. Like I really do wish that War Machine was in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier a little more, just because like 
hopefully he's an Ironheart. Hopefully he's an Ironheart. Like, I would like to see him in that at least. Like, please, Don Cheeto, don't hang up your Marvel hat just yet. Don't hang it up just yet. I know. I know. Don't hang it up just yet, please. But um, yeah, it's very clear that a lot of the plot points in Doctor Strange were changed because of filming and because of the pandemic and mm-hmm. because of creative differences. And you can see that in some of the character choices, but we can just get started with the plot. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start off at the beginning. America Chavez and a version of Doctor Strange are being chased by a demon in the space between universes while searching for the Book of Ashanti. Uh, they're trying to get the Book of Ashanti because America's still trying to figure out her powers, traveling through the multiverse, and then that Doctor Strange betrays her, trying to take her powers away from her. And basically, uh, she accidentally creates a portal that transports her and Doctor Strange's corpse, because he died, because of the demon, into Earth 616, where our universe version of Doctor Strange that created the snap and made half the world blip, and then they came back. And that version of Doctor Strange is also at the wedding of christine and i'm not the only marvel fan that refers to her as rachel mcadams like that's rachel mcadams i don't know who christine is that's rachel mcadams like like okay and the thing is is that like i found this so funny in the movie (laughs) it's so funny how in every single universe dr steve is strange (laughs) gets no bitches (laughs) every single universe no matter what he does he never gets the girl no matter what he does there's like he looked through every single possibility and there's a zero percent chance that you're gonna be with the girl you love imagine that imagine that being your life i think that's horribly <laughs> sad that's hilarious <laughs> this man he gets no no <laughs> how are you the master of mystic arts and you can't get any pussy. How? How? Wow. Even Iron Man. Like, even Captain America. Literally shot like a time. Okay, no, 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 no. You can't give Captain America anything because Captain America literally had to break the laws of the universe oh, right. to get pussy. And Stephen Strange did that too. He got okay, a third no, no, no. eye and he still couldn't get it. I mean, no, 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 you're right. You're right. <laughs> Anyways, that's besides the point. Uh, she, he's at the wedding, right? I'm not gonna lie. If I was Strange's friend, I would have told him not to go. I would have told him to sit himself at home. Cause like, what are you doing? Why are you there? Like, we are, we both know you're just pining. But whatever. So we're in that broken ass watch she gave you back when y'all were together. But uh, anyways, basically, she asks him like, "Are you happy?" And he doesn't answer it because how are you supposed to answer that? When people blame you for the blip and everything that happened, even though you thought it was the best outcome in the world, but you know, whatever. Uh, he sees someone, he sees, you know, some commotion in the streets and he saves America from the octopus demon with the help of Wong, the Sorcerer Supreme, shout out to Wong. And America explains that they are hunting her because she has the power to travel through the multiverse. So Dr. Strange, not knowing exactly what to do, decides to consult Wanda Maximoff for help. But then he realizes that she is the one who's been sending the demons after America. And the reason why she's doing this is because after acquiring the Darkhold and becoming Scarlet Witch following the events of WandaVision, she believes that controlling 
America's powers will allow her to reunite with her children, Billy and Tommy, because mm-hmm. every night she dreams about them. And she realizes that the dreams that she has are actually windows to different multiverses and different different versions of herself in the multiverse, which is interesting because Dr. Strange had a dream about America and a different strange traveling through the multiverse trying to find the book of Ashanti. And he just assumed it was a dream. It was not. Twas a windows, my good sir. Yeah. And Wanda wants America's power so she can travel around through the multiverses and go see her kids. And of course, Strange says, no, absolutely not. So Wanda Maximoff decides to go and attack Kamartage, which is uh, a temple where many sorcerers go to uh, train. And she kills a lot of sorcerers. I'm going to say, okay, before we move forward, mm-hmm. it, I'm upset. Oh, you're upset. By, I'm upset by Wanda's storyline because we all watched WandaVision. I mm. loved WandaVision. It was so good. Elizabeth Olsen is amazing. She is a phenomenal writer, great director. Mm. If you haven't watched Sorry About Your Loss of Facebook Watch, you're missing out because she was great in that and so was my girl Lotran. Amazing. Kelly Mutra was amazing in that show. Beautiful. I love that show. It's so sad. It's so poignant. It tells grief in like such a, like, Un, it does not hold back. Elizabeth Olsen is amazing. WandaVision is amazing. And I'm so happy she's playing Wanda Maximoff because she's honestly the perfect actress for the role. Mm-hmm. And it pisses me off that we had to watch Wanda go through the grief of killing the man she loved for no reason and then having to defeat Thanos and then not getting her man back because he's gone and then going into Westview her grief being so powerful and so terrible and so burdensome upon her that she creates an alternate reality, basically, where <laughs> she can live out her life with Vision and her two beautiful sons. And even though I don't support all women's wrongs, mm-hmm. but this one I do support. I'm not okay with her enslaving a bunch of people so they can be background characters in her sitcom fantasy, but... You're not gonna, we're not gonna lie, say it wasn't interesting. We're not gonna lie, say it wasn't entertaining. It wasn't great. Like, WandaVision stylistically, through the writing and like the look, so good. The Malcolm in the Middle episode, honestly, my favorite one. Uh, Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo, I love you. Down, girl. Like, oh my gosh. Tiana Paris, I have loved her before Chirac. Like, she is so, she's like, her in the little 70s outfit. Oh, she looks so cute. The fucking blue. Anyways, um, WandaVision is such, was such an amazing show where Wanda unpacks her trauma and everything she's gone through and how sad she is. And her just trying to come to terms with the fact that, like, her children aren't really there mm-hmm. and her having to heal from the grief and learning how to process it after WandaVision and I am tired of the stupid 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 plot line of powerful women losing control that women cannot be powerful and remain mentally stable like did I love the scene where Wanda tries to gets goes into the temple and she gets kind of trapped and the mirrors the mirror fragments kind of shatter and it shows her fractured mind in that state like i love that i love it i do i love it i love so many other stylistic choices within the show but i do not like the fact that we're supposed to believe that the dark hold has corrupted her to the point where she will do anything and everything to see her children she'll do anything and everything to be with her kids in any kind of multiverse dimension and she does not care if she has to dream walk 
and use another Wanda's body as a puppet so that she can see her kids. I don't like it because it 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 it's the opposite of what we've learned and what we've moved past in WandaVision. What I believe to happen at the end of WandaVision was that she's sad because Vision is gone. She's sad because she doesn't have her kids and her brother's not around. And she has to come to terms with the fact that she was the bad guy and her grief, although she had to process it and go through it and just try to be better, she did do something wrong by entrapping all these people in Westview into her little sad little fantasy and carrying her grief along with her and having to hear the cries that she feels at night every night like I I wanted to believe that she was in the fields with her trees and her apple blossoms and just trying to get through it but Sam Raimi out of all the things he could have done to me why this why this like Glenn what do you think so, of Vision? what do you think so as much as I don't like the trope. Here, I think it was appropriate. I think it was good because, so even my one of my roommates who is a diehard Marvel fan, she even mm-hmm. forgot this. So I'm going to ask you without like telling you the answer, by the way. How much time in the MCU has passed since Wanda had to kill um, Vision? Um, including the blip? For Wanda. How much time for, for Wanda? Wanda has occurred? I think like two... Two to five years, maybe? Is that it? Wanda wasn't whipped. It's been less than a month. Oh. She killed her husband less than a month ago. Because she killed her husband. She was blipped. She was brought back in Endgame. Because, like, as when they're all coming through the portals, that's, like, seconds after they were brought back. They were brought back. She finishes the battle with Thanos, immediately finds out that Vision is still dead. Then she goes to, like, the star lab, the sword labs, and steals him back creates Westview. Westview only existed for like two weeks, maybe three weeks. And then she immediately leaves like Westview, obviously, you know, after everything happens and like she takes everything down and the spell ends. Mm -hmm. She goes off into hiding. Mm -hmm. This movie takes place, I think it's like two weeks after that. So for Wanda, less than two months have gone by from when she had to kill her husband to when we see her in Multiverse of Madness. No one would be over the grieving process that quickly, especially... The fact that everything that she's gone through, like losing her husband again, losing her kids, she has no friends. Like, point to a single friend that Wanda has in all of the Avengers. One person that she could talk to. There's not a single one. And like, for us, it's hard to conceptualize that because for us, it's been almost six years. Yeah. So that's one thing that is unfortunate about the MCU right now. It's been such a huge stretch of time for the audience that we forget that like, it was a month for her. At most, maybe two. Like, no one would be over that. No one would be over grieving, losing every single person that she ever had. Like, she legitimately has not a single person that she could talk to. Like, and so I hate the the powerful woman loses control. But here I understand, because she has nothing else to rely on. It's not like they made her, like, dark and evil all of a sudden. It's that it's been... I guess the worst two months that anyone could ever experience, every single person she's ever loved in her entire life, gone. And she has the power to, again, I want to say this, because with only, okay, so considering the fact that she did Westview accidentally, accidentally, she could go into the other universe. Her plan did work, did work. And who would she have to hurt? Two people, America Chavez and the other universe self. The other universe, Wanda, 
like the kids won't be affected because obviously the plan is for all universes wanted to step in. And then America Chavez is just a random person that she doesn't know. Two people need to get hurt and she can finally have the perfect life and she'll, she doesn't have to hurt a single person on the like Considering the fact that she just did Westview when she enslaved the entire town for like two weeks, this seems very minor. Like we think it's bad because oh, murder is terrible, murder is terrible. And I agree, murder is. <laughs> in the, but in her perspective, she just meet populated hundreds of people for weeks, killing one person and then never having to hurt anyone again and she can perfectly be happy with her kids. I can see weighing that option. Hmm. Especially if we include that she's a little bit corrupted by the dark hold. It's not a bad option. Like I'm not saying she should do it. I'm just saying I can see how someone who is clearly grieving and just wants someone that she can love and that loves her. I could see why she would not. And that's the thing. She doesn't even go crazy. She like, there's several times in the movie where she's like, this is me being merciful. I am politely asking you, give me the girl. And she was like, it was me being merciful, sending those monsters after her instead of going myself. Like that is, I guess, part of the, the, um, the arc of Wanda in this. She's like, this is me not losing control. I am asking as civilly and as politely as possible. I will not hurt anyone except for um, America Chavez and the other universe me. I don't want to have to hurt a single other person, but I will hurt anyone to make sure that I get that. Now, if she had just come out from the bat swinging, attacking, killing everybody, then then I've been like, okay, now I can't stand this whatsoever. I mean, she did kill the people in the temple, you know. She, but that was mad brutal. You know, see, that was thing. Mad did she brutal. kill them? Yes. Do I love mm-hmm. that? No. Was it sighted seed? Yes. But she did that after asking Doctor Strange at least five different times directly, give me her and I will not touch a single other person. Like, obviously, Doctor Strange couldn't because I'd be like willingly giving someone up to be murdered. But at the same time, she didn't go into that temple blazing and swinging. Even when she was there, she said, I will still let you, I will still not hurt a single other person if you give me help. She gave several options, several chances. So I feel like that's her, like, not being a wild, crazy, power-hungry sort of monster. She's, in her own mind, trying to be reasonable. And she's actively trying to go the more peaceful route. Maybe I'm just defending Wanda because I've always loved Scarlet Witch since I was like a child. Um, and obviously there's only so much that they can do with her in the movies. Um, yeah. And like I said, I don't, I don't love that this is the direction they had to take it, but I can at least understand it. It doesn't seem out of the park, out of the blue. Like, doesn't make any sense. I do want to say that like, I'm reading Michael Warden uh, Waldron He's the writer of Multiverse of Madness. And he agrees with like a lot of the fans that don't exactly agree with the character arc. And I do see where you're coming from. And I completely agree with you. And I see what you mean. Like you made a very um, valid point in what you were talking about. And basically, Mr. Waldron, he says that to me, my interpretation of the story of WandaVision was that Wanda is confronting her grief in that show, but I don't think she's necessarily conquering it. It's a show about her living in denial to some extent, and she's conquering her denial, but I don't think she's properly reckoning with her anger over what's endured or what she's endured. And that anger is what she carries with her as she walks away with the knowledge that she is the Scarlet Witch and with the Darkhold, this evil book. And I just have to say, like, the whole 
this thing is evil and it will possess you, but it has great power within it. I'm tired of this trope too. True. That show, that show was sorry. <laughs> I had no time for and the book no time like, for that Oh, I could fix this. I'm like, I'm good. Like, if y'all don't stop, like, th- isn't there libraries? Four star stories? Like, there's only one good book and one bad book. Like, y'all know how to encyclopedias? Like, ah. anyways, but I totally understand and get what you mean. Um, I do think that, like, I think I would, I think I, I don't know, maybe after seeing the movie, I would have preferred seeing the original plot. I would too. I definitely want to see the original plot. Rather than seeing, because if we could have seen the original plot, maybe we would have got more America Chavez and I would have got to see her character more. Yeah. It's also, it's highly suspected that the creative differences that caused like the leaving, the separation of the original directors is because they want to make a Doctor Strange movie. And it became very Mm -hmm. clear very early on that, a Doctor Strange movie wasn't what was going to be made. Because mm-hmm. this isn't a Doctor Strange movie. It has his no. name on the title. It's not a yeah. Doctor Strange movie. I feel like that was the creative differences that pushed them away. Yeah. I I do have to say, um, let's see. We can continue on with the plot. Okay. Where are going? Where was I going? Okay. Chavez accidentally transferred. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me not, not jump. Maximoff believes controlling her powers over in her with her kids. Mm-hmm. Dr. Strange refuses to give up America, so Maximoff attacks the temple. And after that, um, she tries to go into the temple. The scene of her trying to find them <laughs> well, they're putting her hand through the water. I was like, Whoa, that was see, but that was kind of with me. That was kind of creepy. That was I liked it. I was that like, was good. Her crawling out of the thing and through the little th- 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 thing i was like oh this shit is so my skin is crawling i'm screaming i'm screaming like the people with me in, in movie theater we were like what the fuck is going on we were like, like who is this who is this it was so good uh what's happening uh okay chavez accidentally transports herself into strange to earth 38838 yeah. while maximoff is trying to dreamwalk and take control of her counterpart in 838 um finds um hold on okay so while she's trying to dream walk there is a sorceress that sacrifices herself to destroy the 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 dark hold mm-hmm. and break the dream walk shout out to her so sad you died babe like you know rest in peace we love a queen for real, so, for, real. for real like she was like don't worry i got this i was like oh babe i mean I, I, yeah like we love to see it um Maximoff takes Wong to lead her to Mount Wandagore. And it is an ancient, it's a forbidden ancient temple. And it's a temple for her. She thought it was a prison, but it's a temple for her. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's a mountain which holds the power of the dark hold and features a shrine dedicated to the scholar, which she goes there, allowing herself to dreamwalk into her body and her Earth 838 self and be that universe's version. Be with that universe version of Billy and Tommy and da 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 da. Okay. So while Strange and Chavez, they are going around looking for that Earth's um that Doctor Strange. While that happens, we kind of see Doctor Strange have a little memory of him and Christine together, of him getting the watch from her that mm-hmm. he gave her. And then we see a scene that could easily be cut out for a Russia and China's audience of America with her two moms and her accidentally opening the portal. 
sending them away. Easily be cut out. Easily be cut out. Easily be cut out. Yes. I mean, I understand, but also that kind of destroys, like, America's uh, background. I feel not cut out, but it could be shortened for the most part. Like, you know, Disney, with everything going on with them, they want to play the whole socially liberal but fiscally conservative card and be like, here is a cute little scene of two women that could be shortened for time or taken out of context. Or we could take out the clip of America saying, my moms, and have people think it's aunts or cousins or change the wording in some kind of way. You know, like with The Last Jedi and that one scene for three seconds of the two girls kissing at the end of the movie. And then also the scene with one of the freaking Russo brothers. Oh, talking mm-hmm. about how yeah mm-hmm. easily cut out or shortened or take it out of context because it lends to the story but you know not that much yeah yeah so then they find out that that dr strange in the universe is dead and we meet 838 sorcerer supreme carl mordor who's different from the mordor that we know in dr strange who in the post and the post and the end post with uh, the last the okay? end credits the final scenes <laughs> basically mordo at the end of dr strange the first one is seen to be on the verge after him but that changes with this mordor who is his friend i would have i honestly i'm not gonna lie it would have been interesting if he turned around and it was the mordor that we thought it was and he was like uh how is it you and he'd be like Guess what's going to go the multiverses, bitch? Like, me too. But it's not him. No, no. It's, it's not. Him. We find out that he is um, part of the group called the Illuminati. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I can't. S.H.I.E.L.D. is fine. Ultra, okay. Anyway, so let's talk, no, no, talk about no. the members of the Illuminati, because we have some things to discuss. What the heck? Okay. We go before the Illuminati, and mm. we meet Peggy Carter. Period. Black Bolt. Period. Maria Rambo. <laughs> As we should. Reed Richards and Charles Xavier no. in a bright yellow Ferrari looking ass wheelchair. Now here's the first thing. Why let's was say, it yellow? Let's, let's talk about the kid. Well, because it's it's usually yellow or silver. I it, it on the era. It's usually um, yellow or silver. Seeing but, him roll up in that was like, did Tesla no, sponsor this? Did him roll up in that? That was like queen. He was like, oh, I have the money in this universe. Oh, gosh. I may be a broke bitch in your universe. I have the money here. Um, but oh my gosh, wait a second. When that? Because I didn't know, because apparently some cameos got spoiled. And also, because I didn't trust Marvel, I didn't look at a single trailer. After the first trailer that came out, like the first one, like back, like back before, no, back when No Way Home came out. That trailer mm-hmm. at the end of No Way Home, I haven't looked at a single trailer since. Oh, I've refused. I have blocked every, every single time one came yes. up, I scrolled. I didn't look at a single one. Apparently, him being in it got spoiled. I had no idea that he was in it. Like, it got spoiled, in the, it got spoiled in the trailers, apparently. I um, either. But yeah, so when that happened, when that, because X, the, the, the superheroes that got me into comics, that got me into just the universe of superheroes in general, it was Spider-Man, it was x-men it was technically fantastic four they were a little bit later um it was power pack but specifically spider-man and x-men there was not a single property of theirs that i haven't read every single iteration of spider-man read every single comic 
every single iteration of X-Men, whether we comic, watch the series, watch the movie, love them, die hard. There isn't a single property that either of them have produced that I haven't consumed several times. Um, so to hear that X-Men 90s music play, tears. I started tearing up because I was like, I have waited objectively my entire life mm -hmm. to see this. Because like the X-Men movies, the early 2000 ones, they were coming out when I was a kid. Like X-Men 2 United is still one of my all-time favorite superhero movies. Um, and I've been waiting for the X-Men to be officially part of the MCU in any capacity since, since I saw the first Avengers movie. So at least the last like, what, 12 years, 10 years? I would, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. Anyways, um, the other characters, I mean, like, great, I guess, whatever. Okay, um, first of all, you're not going to do a rainbow <laughs> like this. You're not going to do Maria rainbow like this. That's my girl, okay? No, Maria rainbow was absolutely amazing. The my others, besides, okay, besides Maria rainbow and Charles Xavier, I'm going to say it. Maybe it's just because he was trying to act holier than thou, because like the Illuminati was like, you know, that's kind of like their thing. They're supposed mm -hmm. to be like in charge leaders. I don't like John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Why do he look so ugly? This is, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, first of all, I never said okay, that. Okay, you know, listen. First of all, for, you know, no, 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 no. I have all, to say this. Audience, for the entire audience listening, let it be heard that she called John Krasinski ugly and Why did not he me. look like that? I know people age, but like, did you not see his face in the movie? Like, Sorry, I saw a Dilf in the was, movie. It wasn't. That's what I, I saw. I think it was a CGI. I don't, I don't know if it's a CGI or the green screen. Something was off with his face. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to say right now, I don't think John Krasinski should be in the MCU. Like, he has his, he has the Amazon show, Jack Reacher. And now he's stuck with it. We get it. You have abs. Not every white man with abs is to be in a Marvel movie. Like, I like John Krasinski. I do. He's a great actor. He's an amazing director. He's a phenomenal writer. He is very talented. Like, John Krasinski and, 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 and Bill Hader, two comedic actors that have diverted from the properties they once were known from and have created things that are amazing and outside of their works that people know who they are. People don't call him Jim no more. I know that for sure. Huh? Bill Hader, he ain't that guy from SNL no more. That's for sure. Okay? People know who he is. Andy Samberg, too. Andy Samberg too. Like I'm all for like comedic white men showing us that they can do things other than comedy, including Jordan Peele. Shout out to Jordan Peele. Mm -hmm. But John Krasinski does not fit into the MCU. He doesn't give me Marvel vibes. Now here's a good he thing. Doesn't. He's not to spoil the next 15 seconds, but he's dead. So <laughs> <laughs> like I get that, like that was kind of like the that's kind of the MCU. That was kind of like Marvel's way of being like. These former properties, they're ours. You will see them in future movies, da 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 da, so on and so forth. Like, I get that, I understand that. I love seeing Lashana Lynch, I love her. Like, mm -hmm. her is 007 and in Captain Marvel. I cannot wait. I want to see her in Miss Marvel. I, oh my gosh, babe, please, please, let me see you in Miss Marvel, please. Like, I love we really her. Ask for so little. <laughs> we ask for so I've been asking for a lot in this podcast, <laughs> I've been asking for a lot. Well, like, yeah, also, for scraps. Peggy Carter, babe, she was so good. That sequence? No, why was she, why was she, I was to say it, like, she will be remembered. She was Because people made fun of Peggy Carter, because uh -huh. of, of, like, What If, because, like, obviously that was one of the What If episodes was, like, 
what if she had become Captain America instead of like Steve Rogers? And people were like, oh, we've seen this before. Like it's dumb. Like they're really cares. Blah, blah, blah. People didn't really like that episode, which is fine. It wasn't like a very good episode, but people were hating on Peggy Carter a little bit more than they needed to. They could have just said the episode was bad or that oh. they didn't like it. <laughs> but I don't, it's been real fucking silent since this movie came out. I haven't had no Peggy backtalk since this movie yeah. came out. It was because I'm going to love their place. Yes. I also love Peggy Carter. I think that that character is amazing in the movies. And also, I loved the show. Mm-hmm. Agent Carter. Agent, like, yeah, Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Like, I really do feel like Agent Carter and S.H.I.E.L.D. really don't get the due that they need to get for introducing MCU and Marvel shows. Because people did not give S.H.I.E.L.D. or Agent Carter the recognition or the acclaim that it deserved. Because Asia Carter, so good. So sassy, so amazing. Writing, phenomenal. Great. Absolutely. All in all, should not have been canceled after two seasons, but that's neither here nor there. Maybe, you know, Marvel, if you're feeling, you know, generous. If you're you Generous. You know what I mean? I did say the actress who played Asia Carter, she has her own kind of like, I'm going to say this. Um, Agent Carter is played by Haley Atwell. As much as she's a great actress, and she is a really good actress, there are like stories of her basically talking badly about what's the character from Hold On, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier cast. I need to figure out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, Sharon Carter. So Haley Atwell, when I think Civil War came out or something like that. She wanted to be in Civil War. She wanted to be in one of the movies because she wanted to be close to Chris Evans. And also the scene in Captain America when his chest is out, she touches his chest. That wasn't in the script, but she just did that just because it's like, okay, babe, let's let's, let's touch another man's titties. You know what I mean? But basically uh, after I think Civil War came out, she kind of like talked badly about Emily Van Camp and Haley... Uh, well let me look this up so i'm being sure because if i want to if i'm gonna emily van camp yeah basically she threw her under the bus under the bus expressing her displeasure towards her talking badly about her a little bit and she just overall uh she stopped supporting her because her series got canceled and her character got killed off and also Sharon was made the Cap's new love interest. Mm-hmm. And she kind of got a little sassy about that. And she was basically just got like bitter and she was upset towards it. I'm sure this was a while ago. Yeah, this was a while ago. So maybe she's not upset about it anymore. I don't know. But when that kind of happened, it was a little thing on Tumblr where people are like, girl, this is embarrassing. Like, why are you upset about her kissing? Like, I get Chris Evans is hot, but, like, also, like, it's not that deep. Like, this is the MCU's choice. Like, this happens sometimes. Like, it's for the purpose of the story, you know? Mm. Yeah. But maybe you shouldn't have touched it. Maybe you shouldn't have gone around touching that man's titties in that movie, you know? But whatever. Um, Yeah. Da-da-da-da. Whatever. Um, Just a little little mm. piece of tea, a little mm. piece of gossip I like to throw out there. Because, you know, I say in the blind items, and maybe I should stop. But, you know. Yes, it's yes, little- you should. I don't know what this movie is. I don't know what this movie is. I don't know what this movie is. I'm not sure. Did I say yes? That was a, yeah, I probably should. That was a, actually, I'm going to log out right now. Don't call me y'all like that. Jesus, gosh. All right. 
Uh, anyways, I think that uh, I'm going to say there was a, you know, um, do you remember when I talked about Midnight Mass? That show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know one of the actors from it, Raul Coley? Not really. I recognize the name. Okay, Google wow. them real quick. Mm-hmm. They basically posted a picture on Twitter one time that they would like to play Reed Richards. And of course, it's like a thing that a- actors do sometimes where they're like, I'll put me in a Marvel show, you know, put me in a Marvel movie. And then that worked for CMU, you know, and it could possibly work for other people. And I do think that Raul Coley would be a better fit for Reed Richards. I love him. I think he's so funny. He's a phenomenal actor. He's so talented. He's amazing. And he has gone on to say that he would rather play roles that were meant for like white men rather than taking roles away from like, you know, Dev Patel or like other like brown actors. Like he wants to play roles and he wants to snatch them away from Chris Pratt, which I can support. Okay. Which okay. I can support mm-hmm. and I think it would be amazing. And I think he would be really good for Reed Richards. Because even though I like Rod, I like John Krasinski and he does look the most similar to Reed Richards. Yes. Come on. Let's do some colorblind casting. Let's switch it up. You know what I mean? Marvel loves to take actors that are well-liked and not too popular and then make them really popular. So if we could, I really do want Raul Coley. I really want John Krasinski to be like, I'm sorry, I'm so busy with uh, The Quiet Plays Part 3. And I was Amazon about to say, deal. but John Krasinski, and, like, I, I don't like John Krasinski's or Reed Richards. I would love it yeah. if it was immediately changed world law. But saying yeah. it, John Krasinski is an actor that is well-liked, but by no means A-list that yeah. kind of fits the stereotype for launching into Marvel fame. Like, unfortunately, he also fits that stereotype to a T. Yeah. Uh, now, if Marvel wants to come out and make an official announcement that he will actually not be in the Fantastic Four, babe, I will retweet that immediately. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, <laughs> so, oh, wow. And we could just use the excuse of like, oh, that's the uh, Reed Richards in of that eight three eight, yeah. Of mm-hmm. 838. And mm-hmm. 616 is Rahul Kohli over here, baby. Yeah. Please, Marvel. I know I'm asking a lot of you in this podcast, but oh. this one? This okay, wait a second. We're asking for the bare minimum. Bare minimum. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. They're a multi-billion like, dollar corporation. They can do a couple of things. Yeah, you could absolutely just, you know, you know, just let us know. Um, Anyways, do you want to talk about how they die? Dumb hoes. Oh my gosh, that, I, someone explained to me how the Illuminati spent all this time explaining to Doctor Strange how Doctor Strange and their universe is a threat and all the other Doctor Stranges and other universes are such a threat because they got the hold of a dark hold. And mm-hmm. you give a Wanda with the hold of the dark hold who's also dream walking in your universe coming through your facility. Tell me why y'all didn't get up out your seats and catch her before, you went through, before she went through every level of defense in your facility. Why did it take so long for y'all to go back and forth, back and forth, and then suddenly start fighting her? When she went through the gates, we should have been there. We should have been posted up. You know, it should have been up and stuck right at the beginning. Why did y'all wait so long? Because then she's walking yes, towards ma'am. the glass seal, the glass box where America is. Like, oh my gosh. Also, the way that Black Bolt died, Period. Marvel, there are children here. Yes. I saw that and I was like, oh no, this is not PG-13. Okay, this, wait a second. That was, that was, that, what the fuck, what I, that? Like it was messy. 
But this that was definitely peak. Wait, watching the, John Krasinski get pulled apart like string cheese. PG thirteen. They curse like they said some big curse words twice in that movie. We can get away with a lot in PG thirteen now. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Anyways, my point was I can't because I love that scene. It's so core elementy. It's very, mm-hmm. it's very mixture of superhero action with just like horror. Oh, and like the calm way that like she says everything. Like she's like, what mouth? Period. I was like, absolutely. I love because I there's something, a trope that will almost never get old. Um, is when there's a bunch of people who think that they're hot shit and think that they know better than everyone, think that they're more powerful than everyone, and then they just get absolutely ran through. Absolutely just not even a competition. Demolish. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. And that's what the scene gave to me. This, like, that scene, man, I don't know what else to say. I don't like the way each and every one of them came at her. The men, they were gone. They were gone. It was over for them. It was over for them. But Lashana Lynch, she said, it's my time. Wait a second. And I just want to say, Wanda is so nice and considering caring. When she asked fucking John Krasinski looking ass, um, she was like, <laughs> she asked him, she was like, um, you know, is your mother, you know, is, um, do you have like a wife? Is, is there another parent in like the home or like whatever? And he was like, yeah, I have like, I have a wife. And, he, and she was like, good. So at least your children will have someone to raise them. Um, and then like she, dead, gone, demolished. How considerate. She's like, well, I'm glad that your children won't be out on the street because you're not coming home tonight. Also, how Xavier, man, I that I love that. I've been like, waiting was, for I've been waiting for that scene for so long. The last time that happened was literally X-Men Evolution, which like ended mm-hmm. in like 2005, I think. Babe. I just want more. I just need more. You know what? Can we cut out literally half of the Illuminati talking to each other and just make that scene a little bit longer? Also, I do have to say, with all of these superheroes being introduced in the MCU, I think that it will introduce more superhero teams. Like, we focus less on the Avengers and have, like, the Avengers, the, Def- the Defenders, the Young mm-hmm. Avengers, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, other people around. Also, X-Men, listen, Black Panther 2, I want to see Storm descending no. from the fucking clouds! I have to see it! I have to see it. I have to see I it. I need, babe, if and you have store, I will wait a second. I'm going to say this. I'll make this promise. Marvel, I know you're listening. I know you're listening because you always sit Mark on a secret email. By the time that this podcast about <laughs> the secret email is come, you're listening to our podcast. It's okay. We know that you're here. Um, yes. I will say this. I will never complain about a single thing that you ever do for the rest of your existence as a company if you give me Storm in Wakanda forever. If Storm is not just not cameo, babe, I didn't say a cameo. We she didn't say that. <laughs> she no, is there. She no is end credit scenes. She is right. at least no less than a third of the runtime of the movie. She More is, than 10 lines. She is here. She is on screen. She is doing something. She is integral to the part. You could not remove her character and have the same movie. I asked her so little. You were doing so many reshoots. You only just got started filming because of, I forget her, the, the actress's name. But because Letitia? of Sherry, Letitia, because of Letitia. Mm. You only just start filming because of Letitia. You have enough time to bring in Storm. I think they're done filming it, actually. Are they done? They're I done filming just, it. I thought, <clears throat> okay, so you had plenty of time to bring in Storm. Anyways, all I'm saying out. is that I'll be waiting. 
It's coming out this year. Yeah, it comes out in November. Oh my god. Early November. Also, Ironheart is in the movie. Mm-hmm. I I cannot I can't wait. If Wakanda Forever I... doesn't become the new best Marvel movie, I might cry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh okay, my wait, wait, wait. God. We have to actually get through this movie though. <laughs> We've been talking for a while. We're like halfway hold through on. this movie. Hold on, hold on. One last thing. Okay. Ah! I really do think Michaela Cole is gonna play Storm. I I think so. And if that happens, I'm gonna be so excited. Also, Ironheart, her show after Black Panther, man, outsold, outside, beautiful, brilliant, amazing, never been done before, stunning, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Yes. All right. Um. Okay. Next. All right. We got through the Illuminati, mm-hmm. and they talked about an incursion which is basically when universes collide into one another, possibly causing billions of people to die. Uh, They got rid of, talked about that, talked about, we have this Christine in this universe who is much more of a redhead, still gorgeous, still beautiful, still Rachel McAdams. We love her, Queen, Stan. Uh, Strange, America, and Christine enter the space between universes after running after Wanda for like running from Wanda for like two minutes, that sequence from them running from Wanda, mm-hmm. when she goes out of nowhere, she goes out of nowhere. She just, that was terrifying. Oh my gosh, in the sewer. See, that was that was that was horror movie. That was not that a Marvel so movie. Good. That was just a horror movie. That, that was, was so the kids good. are running from the monster, and the monster is right there. The monster is always right there. Sam Raimi really said. I would have fucked some shit. No, because the way I jumped. Says. Because when she just like appeared, I jumped. Yes. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. I am so glad the popcorn is not in my hand. It would have been yes. on the floor. <laughs> yes. She Sam Brady really said, mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all, y'all gonna get it. He's this. like, we're gonna give something different. We're gonna get something new. A Marvel like movie has never scared you before, has it? Yeah, this is like fun. You know what I mean? Uh okay. They entered the space between universes to find the book of Ashanti. And then Maximoff comes in, of course, destroys it. She then takes over America's mind, using her powers to send the others into an incursion-destroyed universe. Strange meets the other Strange in that universe. It was corrupted by his universe's Darkhold and used it to dreamwalk. Didn't get the girl again. Period. I love the fight scene between the two Stranges. Like the musical, the musical notes? notes. Wait, I was like, wait a second. Marvel really is doing something different. Marvel said, Marvel said, you will not compare this movie to yes. a single other fucking Marvel yes. property. We don't need to fly around and shoot lasers out of our hands anymore, babe. We're, doing We're gonna shoot different. musical notes. We're doing something new. This is in yeah. time, and the music is funny too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we switched it up. We switched it up. You know what it is, like, babe. We got, you know, we got the rights to this. Yeah. Hello. And we paid for them. This is like no copyright. Uh-huh. This is nothing. We paid in full, baby. We paid them extra it was nothing nothing all right then he kills that strange he uses the dark hold to dream walk to get to wanda um and he does that by entering into the disease the corpse of the alternate strange that came into the universe now first of all the fact that they brought that back disgusting oh foreign, my god maggot filled and beautiful if I had to see a corpse talk to me with half of its face missing, babe, send me through a portal. I'm done. I was about to say, I the way that I would immediately give up on my evil plan, right. I'd be like, oh, you right. I'm actually going to go. Thank you. <laughs> the fact that he came at Wanda 
with like a cloak of little lost souls on yeah. his back flying through the mountains. Terrified. And Wong is like hugging onto the mountain this entire time. Oh, wait, Wong like is a, just trying to climb the freaking mountain. I wait, wait, I love that because okay, so I was I and obviously some other people were afraid that they were going to like yassify Wanda a lot in this movie. Uh-huh. And they're going to make yeah. it into like a yes queen type thing. Oh, I yeah. love that the only real yes queen type scene that we got was just so quick and simple. Um, it was it, uh, the one that I'm thinking of, the one that stuck out to me when I initially watched it. It was just Wong saying like, is it enough that you know that in a different universe your children are taken care of and they are loved? And she's like, no. Flings off a cliff. <laughs> there was nothing. There was just like, no. It pushes her hand, he goes flying, cuts the next scene. That's all we needed. We didn't need some, we didn't need some big, deep emotional moment. We didn't need like, <coughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've been doing the, uh, the no, bad thing. No, fuck that. Those are my just, kids. No, Those fine. are my kids. Yeah, I, I will kids. see them. Goodbye. See, mm-hmm. I, it's funny. It's, it's a little bit stupid, but it's funny. And it's in line with her character. Like, she didn't get this far just to be like, oh, I never considered what the other mother, no, she has been considering. She's done. Anyways, but yeah, final battle, Lost Souls versus the Scarlet Witch. That final battle, I have to say, I absolutely love that America, that truth, like that scene. I was saying they're like, mm, I feel bad for Wanda, but babe, mm-hmm. you got to understand what y'all been doing this whole time. I, it hasn't been the move. Like, I love you, babe. I do. Like, I support women's wrongs, but not this one. This is yeah. wrong. <laughs> this is wrong. This is wrong. It's a little, it's a little selfish, babe. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. It's a little, I'm okay with women entering their villain era. Uh, but when I say villain era, I mean standing up for yourself and asking for what you deserve. Yeah. And not caring what people think era, about you and the expectations mean, of other people on you. Like when I said villain era, I meant yeah. like telling the waitress that you actually asked for extra bandages. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I meant when mm-hmm. I said entering the villain era. Mm-hmm. I wasn't when talking I about s- mass murder. When I said villain era, I meant standing up to that creepy man that's following you around at the gas station. I did not mean take a 16-year-old girl and suck all the powers out of her because she doesn't yeah. know how to control them. That's not what I meant. When I said entry villain era, I meant break up with your boyfriend because he's never really mm-hmm. paid that much attention to you and clearly mm-hmm. he doesn't like respect you in the relationship. Not yeah. go through and murder a bunch of like students who are just learning how to do magic and barely know anything. Mm-hmm. When I said enter your villain era, I meant stand up to your auntie who keeps being rude to you and fatphobic to you because her mom is fatphobic to her and her mom is fatphobic to her. And you're trying to break generational court curses and love your body and love yourself mm-hmm. and accept yourself for who you are and not worry about what other people think about you. What I did not mean was take over a sacred temple with a dark book and have some monsters that are possessed by chaos magic mm-hmm. taking out the one what person that I like this movie, which was Wong. So, you know, different like, interpretations. I, yeah, this is a little bit of miscommunication. I feel uh, like, like a, a Zoom meeting really could clear this yeah, up. Yeah. I feel like after you left Westview, maybe you should have checked yourself into a nice therapist's office, and mm-hmm. I could have met you there. We could have sat down and talked this out. Exactly. But... You wanted to live in the ninth layer of hell, and that's cool. That's cool. But you know, anyways. Uh. <laughs> um, so as we know, Strange saves America after when um uh uh, uh, uh Wanda's trying to take America's powers, mm-hmm. and he encourages America to use her powers, mm-hmm. and she transports Wanda back to Earth 838, where she sees Tommy and Billy. 
recoil from her in fear while crying for their real mother. And Wanda, excuse me, surrenders herself, sacrificing herself and brings down Mount Wandagore and destroys all the copies of the Darkhold throughout the multiverse. And then Chavez, Strange, and Palmer return to their universes. After that, America goes off to continue her training with the surviving sorcerers in Kamar Taj. And Strange develops a third eye as a result of using the Darkhold and dreamwalking. In the mid-credit scene, Strange is approached by a sorceress who warns him that his actions have triggered an incursion that he must help to fix, and he follows her into the dark dimension. Do you remember? It was Charlize Theron, and she plays Clea. Clea is introduced into the show. Clea is a sorceress from the Dark Dimension. She is based off of a character who is a disciplined lover and eventual wife of Doctor Strange and his ultimate successor as Sorcerer Supreme. She is a human-appearing being maternally mm-hmm. related to an other dimensional Feltine race of energy beings. And she is the ruler of the Dark Dimension mystical realm to which Dormammu has been banished and subsequently conquered. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more to her, obviously, and you guys can go, you know, read more about her, look her up. Um, very interesting. A lot of, you know, extra dimensional energy within her powers. And she could generate her own mystical energy and draw upon it to use her magic. She also has greater strength and body density, density of a normal human being. Uh, ooh, that's about it. And hand-to-hand combat and vast knowledge of magical lore. Mm-hmm. Sorcerer, all of that. Amazing. Great. And apparently she's also connected to Valkyrie and the Defenders, which is awesome. Absolutely. Nice. Ah! Ah. Did you, speaking of Valkyrie, did you see the pictures for Love and Thor? Did yes. you see Natalie Portman's arms? Mm-hmm. Babe, somebody's been doing something. Oh, my. She's been preparing. God. I, listen, I don't care. Shut up. Shut up. Listen. Kat Dennings, will you be in the movie? <laughs> Kat, please. Kat, Listen, I know it's been a while, and I know you were out dealing with one division and everything, but, like, if Natalie Portman could, like, call Kat Dennings up just so I could see her for, like, two seconds, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, that was Doctor Strange. Um, overall, I could see where the plot changed and the creative differences did change, and even though I like the movie, I do think that, like, more should have been done with America, mm-hmm. you know? More should have been done with her. I feel like her character kind of fell flat. I don't feel like she was like, we don't we didn't get to see her personality that much. No. Really get to know her all that much. She was just kind of there. She was just gonna be tugged around a lot. And like it really did make me like, like, I don't know how to pronounce the actress's name, but they're who plays America. She's so beautiful and she's mm-hmm. so wonderful. And I, she seems like a really great actress. And I think like this being her first MCU movie, I do wish that we just got to see a little bit more of her character. And I do know that like the show will definitely like expand a lot more on Miss Marvel and everything going on with her, you know, but <clears throat> yeah. America Chavez, America Chavez and Miss Marvel, they're in the show together, right? I'm not sure if it was officially, officially confirmed, but I think so. Something told, I don't know. I think I've read this somewhere. I probably read this stuff like comic book resource or something, which, you know, is finicky, fickle, mm. you know. These websites, you can't really trust them because they get their sources from, like, their imagination, basically. 
but some think somewhere told me that we're going to see America in Miss Marvel. That's probably not going to happen. We're probably going to see her in the Marvels. I think no. Wait, no. Wait, hold on. Where are we going to see America Chavez next? It may. I might be wrong. Um. So part of the thing, part of the confusion, is that in the comics, America Chavez eventually t- um dons the name Miss. Uh. Wait a second. Um. She switches between Miss America and Miss Marvel. Like she's been called Miss Marvel in certain universes. Okay. Where like or Miss Marvel doesn't exist. So that might be confusing people. She takes the moniker of Miss America after Madeline Joyce. Okay. Yeah. I am interested to see how she will... We'll um, find out. Like, when Miss Marvel comes out this summer, right? So, like, it's not even going to be that long till we find out. Yeah. All I know is that Young Avengers are coming, and I'm so excited. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I would like to see... I'm probably getting them mixed up, but you know, there's America Chavez and there's Miss Marvel. We're going to see that show. Um, Miss Marvel comes out first episodes on June 8th. So less than a month. Okay. I can't wait for that. Um, Overall thoughts about Dr. Strange. Um, Overall, I liked it. Um, It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a Dr. Strange movie. Mm. Um, There's a few quick things I have to say really quick, really quick. Um, Thing number one, I found it interesting and I don't know why they did this, or I guess why they didn't do this. But in the end, where our Wanda is like, you know, being like ridiculed and attacked by like the other Wanda's kids and all of that, I find it very interesting. Just be, maybe just because it's a different universe that the kids didn't use their powers. Because we know from WandaVision that her mm-hmm. kids, one, have abilities and are pretty well versed in them. Like they were taking out the police with them, like they aren't like noob noob. So it'd be very, it was very interesting that in a dire, like, arguably life or death scenario, they're throwing toys at her, not actively attacking. That was just a weird, uh, interesting detail. I was like, interesting that they chose to do that. I think it might be because even though that's, like, their evil mommy, it's still their mommy. But and I mean, it like, also might be because they haven't come into their powers yet. I mean, possibly. There's, like, so many different reasons for why. It was just very interesting that they chose to do it the way that they did. It makes mm. sense. I was just like, hmm. There was like at least eight different ways that they could do it that way. And that was like one of the ones I expected the least. Um, and then this is, just, this is just a joke. I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> but they said that the real creative differences <laughs> for why the original directors left is because they didn't want John Krasinski to play Reed Richards. <laughs> oh my God. And that's a big enough creative difference for me. Man. The real reason why they left is because they didn't want the freaking pizza punching scene in there. And they're like, let's do something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's. I, I have to say, overall, um, I do kind of wish that post credits Mordor from the first Doctor Strange was utilized in this movie because it's been a while since the first movie came out. So it would have been interesting to see him. But I guess we'll have to wait in some other property or maybe he's just not going to come back. I guess it's going to be something that's just left behind i don't know which honestly kind of sucks but you know that's just like it's probably good how it's gonna go uh i do i think i really do appreciate your explanation behind wanda and her arc i still kind of think it was poorly thought out and i i like her as the antagonist i liked her as a villain i thought she was very interesting i think her being the villain rather than two strangers in the movie is you know fascinating yeah. but i am getting tired of 
woman gets emotional, woman goes crazy, woman bad guy, woman dies. I'm tired of that. Like we can do something else, you know? The movie overall, a great clash of horror with the superhero genre, sequences, camera movement, camera movements, edits, like inventive sequences, hand-to-hand combat, all of that, amazing. Cause it's a superhero movie. It doesn't have to be like, I'm not here for avant-garde cinema, you know? It's a superhero movie, but it's also, it was a really good superhero movie. It was really, really well done and interesting. And um, I feel like I didn't like how the Illuminati kind of jumped straight into exposition with explaining what happened with the strangers. I really do get tired of people like show, don't tell. Mm -hmm. This is a movie, not a TED talk. Let me see some shit. Like, you know, like they showed some stuff, but like, you know, yeah. Basically, um, also with like the, uh, um, I have to say, it sometimes got a little bit confusing with having the different variants from the different universes in the movie. Like having the first scene we saw getting married and seeming like happy and moved on content and having the other Christine there, like not that she looks less content, but like- She was a girl boss. She was a businesswoman. She was married to the job. I do like, if Marvel is going to continue on with playing around with variants- and things from other properties and putting them in other like movies and TV shows. I do want it to be better utilized in the same way that it was in Far From Home because having Toby and Andrew in the movie made sense because even though Toby and Andrew, their Spider-Mans are different from the Spider-Man that we know as Tom Holland, they still kept the same characteristics of the Spider-Mans in Far From Home. Like Toby is not the same arrogant, you know, boy man child that he was in the third movie like he's a mature Mm -hmm. he's an adult he's grown up you know we see andrew as still like this shy nerdy geeky guy with like the floofy hair and everything who's super sweet and just like telling people that he loves him like we get it you're a softy andrew we love that about you but like just overall i want if you're going to be introducing new variants that we haven't seen before, if you're going to be introducing new characters from like previous works or characters or properties that Marvel has now obtained through their merger, please make sure that they enhance the story or they're at least like interesting. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I like the Illuminati. I thought it was interesting. I like the fact that we introduced Black Bolt, which yeah. is a character that not a lot of people know. And I would like to see him in future properties. I liked seeing Peggy Carter. I love Lashana Lynch. You know, Xavier, shout out to you. Mordor, what's up? How's it going? Hope you're mm. good. Hope you're well. Um, please replace Reed Richards with someone else. It's not going to happen. Raul Coley is available. I know he has said that he doesn't want to play a leading role. King, listen, I I just, I need to either him or maybe bring in someone different. You know, bring in someone different, like, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt or... Or bring in like Theo James. No, not Theo James. Maybe not him. No, actually, you know what? Maybe him. <laughs> maybe him. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, better than John Krasinski. Yeah, you know, I'm throwing out suggestions. Mm-hmm. You let me know what you think. Also, Kelvin Harrison Jr. from Waves. Oh, what okay, else is okay. he in? Him. I think, yeah. Or John Cho. People have thrown John Cho around a couple times. I'm not going to lie. He would be good. Because him and the Cowboy Bebop reboot, babe, I love you, but maybe we don't say yes to everything, you know? Yeah. To Marvel, though, we should say yes to that. We should say yes to that. 
Yes, please. More than one Asian male lead in a movie, please. Okay. Um, I I don't think there's anything else I want to say about the movie. I do like, I think that because the movie focused a lot about Wanda, I don't think it focused enough on Doctor Strange and like him juggling with the fact that he feels regret over he handled Thanos, him having no girl, <laughs> him being single okay, in every single down. universe. And, you know, obviously Wanda's grief and the different strangers being a threat to the multiverse, like easy. America's need to control her power, trying to get the light and dark hole, the montages of different universes. I like the montages of the different universes. I feel like a couple of the universes blended in together mm-hmm. a bit too much. I feel like the montage could have been a little more fun. Y'all could have sure. done a little more with that. You know what I mean? Like we could have done something <clears throat> a little more interesting with it. Like I'm just throwing that out there. But Overall, Sam Raimi, you did a great job. And um, I mean, that's basically it. There's nothing else I want to say about the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. So those are our thoughts on Moon Knight and Doctor Strange, you guys. And we're going to move into the next segment, which is I'll Pass, where we talk about movies and TV shows that we are not going to be seeing that are coming out soon. Or we talk about industry news that we are going to be passing on. Uh, Glenn, if there's anything you want to... I have a little bit of a rant for me. So I was thinking you want to talk about, you could go ahead. Um, just a little thing. Uh, the only thing I really want to mention is there's this new movie coming out called Men. It's by A24. Oh. And here's the thing. It seems like A24 has a pretty good track record. Mm-hmm. The problem is this one seems very just gore. It doesn't seem psychological horror it doesn't seem interesting angle it doesn't seem new idea it doesn't seem inventive you could have replaced the word men with literally any other like horror movie name that's like come out in the last 10 years and you kind of told me that it wasn't that movie you know like there's nothing there's nothing a24 about this it just seemed like another horror movie that for some reason is coming out in the summer not near october so but I like A24. A24 overall, like I said, has a good track record. I'm just not sure if this is going to be it. I'm not sure if this is, this is one of those movies I'm going to pass on and we'll wait and we'll see what people think. If people say that like I missed something, the trailers were misleading, that um, it was actually super inventive and creative and great, then I'll go and watch it. But I feel no need to watch this. I, hmm. I'm excited. I kind of want to do, I do want to see it. Listen, I... I'm one of those um, people on film Twitter that believe that A24, A24 has never made a bad movie. And... See, I don't think they've ever made a bad movie either. They just mm-hmm. obviously have movies that I enjoy more and enjoy less. And just based off of like what I'm getting from the trailer, this is definitely an I'd enjoy less. So I'm going to wait. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I see what you mean. And I agree with you there. Uh, I'm still holding out for it. You know, I think that it'll be good. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it. It looks different. Also, our our our, our man, our boy, our guy, Papa Exidu, he is in it. You know, the very handsome man from the Met Gala who had uh-huh. the suit with his chest out. He's in this movie. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, the, 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 the synopsis on Google says, in the aftermath of a personal tragedy, Harper retreats alone to the beautiful English countryside, hoping to find a place to heal. However, someone or something from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her. What begins 
as simmering dread soon becomes a fully formed nightmare inhabited by her darkest memories and fears. If this plays off of like Invisible Man, I will definitely want to see it. I will definitely want to see it. I like True, if it. it goes more that route, then you'll be yeah. a lot more interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Okay. Um, if that's it, uh, I'm going to talk about... Okay. I don't okay, mean to ahead. make... <laughs> I don't mean to make this a stretch or anything like that. First things first, I do want to mention this was something that just came on Twitter. People just started mentioning it because discussing film, they love to tweet out something and just cause a whole kind of discourse on film Twitter because what else are they going to do? You know what I mean? Report of the news? No, no, of course not. Basically, discussing film tweeted out this uh, article with a quote from Vanity Fair. Kathleen Kennedy said that um, uh, they learned from the solo a Star Wars story that getting a new actor to replicate any OG characters is near impossible. And basically, I think that the movie, basically she's trying to blame the fact that the movie didn't do well on the fact that like Alden played Solo and like Donald Glover played, um, what's his name? Donald Glover played um, uh, 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 L- L- Lando. Lando. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing, right? The problem with Solo was that it was rushing production and they keep treating like Star Wars movies like you need to check off mandatory references and like story beats and everything like that. Like the problem with these movies, when you have you have these Star Wars films that are like Rogue One and Solo and da-da-da-da-da, you know what I mean? It's not the actor's fault. It's like you don't know how to market your films properly. And also that like... It's the way they write the films, they structure the films, mm-hmm. they create these origin stories. Like, it's not on the fault of the actors. You know what I mean? The fact that it was disappointing in the box office cannot be put solely on the people who were hired there to do a job. It is on the mishandling of the film's production. All yeah. right? Rogue One was a great movie. And the one thing I'm not fit to do is blame nobody casted in that film. The entire cast, amazing, talented, phenomenal, show shopping, show stopping. All of them, great, okay? Rogue One didn't do well, Solo didn't do well because of how Lucasfilms keeps handling the way they market, push, make, create, and put out these films, okay? It's your fault, babe, please. The same way that homie from uh, the second sequel, the Rilo one, I don't remember. Rogue the way one? that he, not Rogue One. The Rilo movie. Not The Force Awakens and not it was The Last Jedi. The last okay, Jedi? Rise, of, Rise of Skywalker is the last one. Okay, it was yeah. The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. The way that the man who directed and wrote that movie, who also did knives out, I forget his name, it escapes me, try to blame it on the fans. <sighs> Sir, all we wanted to know is where Ray came from. And you want to act like her parents didn't matter. And then y'all had Julia Abrams come in in the last movie you're talking about she's related to Palpatine. Right. You what? all need to get on the same page when it comes to storytelling. All right? Do not twist your lips to blame Mr. Alden or Mr. Donald. Don't even think of it. Don't even try it with me. It's not cute. It's not. It doesn't work. Okay? That's my one thing. Other thing I want to talk about is um, there was recently a shooting in Buffalo, very tragic and heartbreaking. Um, It was a mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. It was a racially motivated attack. 
The suspect allegedly wrote a 180-page document filled with hateful rants about racial ties to the Great Replacement, uh, done by an eight-year-old man killing 10 people and wounding three other people, allegedly said in his screed that the disease in the white birth rates equates to genocide. And he also said that other extremists, he also claimed that the U.S. has to close its borders to immigrants. The Great Replacement Theory has roots in French nationalism dating back to the 1900s, blah, 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 white supremacy, absolutely racist bullshit, and it plays a huge role in hate crimes and overall devastating, tragic. It's a horrible thing that this keeps happening in this country. And the one thing that I found interesting that all the people that are still talking about Will Smith smacking Chris Rock across the face have nothing to say about the tragic shooting in Buffalo, New York. Y'all keep talking about how you were so traumatized that you watched one man smack another man at an award show, but you have nothing to say over a white supremacist live streaming and killing 10 people and wounding three other people in an openly racially motivated attack. I don't know what needs to be done for y'all to open your eyes and realize that there are things that you need to talk about and drag to these interviews and other things you don't. The slap happened 10 years ago. This happened yesterday. There are not enough of y'all talking about this. Wanda, I don't care if you're traumatized. Amy, I don't care if you're traumatized. Chris Rock's mother, like for you to say you felt that slap in your soul when your son got smacked, did you feel it in your soul when those 10 people died in that grocery store when they were trying to go there and get their pasta and their fruit snacks for their kids and they ended up losing their lives when they didn't deserve it? Y'all got your priorities all mixed up and not enough people are talking about the shooting. And I know that we're tired of gun violence and hate crimes in this country, Imagine how tired we are. Imagine how I feel living in Georgia, a state that recently passed a bill saying that people do not need gun permits or anything to carry guns after this has happened. Living in the South where they want to ban abortions. Oh my gosh, you're useless. You want to use your platform to cry and complain about something that's not that big of a deal at all. Instead of talking about something that is a symptom of this country, the white supremacy from the previous presidential, uh, 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 presidential uh, uh, fucking, the previous president that was in office and his whole gang of white supremacists and, you know, neo-Nazis or whatever, and the rise of gun violence in this country and the rise of extremism and hatred and the fact that politicians are sitting on their hands doing nothing. Y'all are banning abortions. You're raising the price for food, for houses. You're making it hard to find homes. You are trying to create an artificial baby boom because baby births went down during the pandemic and you are trying to fund police more because you know people are going to start stealing food because they cannot afford to pay for food because people are getting paid less. Mm-hmm. and. Oh my gosh, I just cannot, like, the way that I want to pull my hair out and scream from the top of my lungs, y'all irritate me to my core. You're focusing on the wrong things. I don't care that crypto crashed last week. I don't care that your Bitcoin is useless. I don't care that you lost $3,000 in play money. We kept telling you the NFTs were stupid. Stop worrying about that. Don't worry about your fake money and worry about the real money in this country that we do not have. Oh my gosh. You're spending all this time pushing NFTs when you should have been pushing the petitions and paying some reparations. All right, you're worried about a black man smacking another black man at an award show after he won his award and he's gonna be banned for 10 years. He don't even care about that. 
He doesn't care about that. That man is rich beyond the way he is rich beyond our my own imagination. All right. When you should be worried about the 10 black people at Buffalo, New York, to try to go to the grocery store to get food for the kids and their lives and try to just run their errands. And they ended up losing their lives. Just, oh my gosh, you're focused on the wrong things. I'm tired. Like, please. The one good thing that came out this week was the fact that Michuti Gatwa is going to be the next doctor. The one good thing that came out this week was that we're going to have a black doctor. After all the mess that I've been seeing on my For You page, at least I can be happy about Doctor Who. Thank God. Uh, for once, for once, I can be happy about Doctor Who. Finally, Russell T. Davis, you did not disappoint me by bringing another white man into the fold. He actually did something right. And also David Tennant and Catherine Tanner coming back to Doctor Who. And there's possibly going to be a trans companion on Doctor Who. And possibly Jodie Whittaker is going to be in the same episode with Catherine Tate and David Tennant. Possibly. And David Tennant is back with his cute little hair and his long ass coat. And that is the one thing I can look for for happiness out of everything else that is going on in this world. Because, oh my gosh, it, it just, they just keep doing this every day. It's just some new shit every day. Oh my gosh. Maybe if y'all spent less time worrying about a domestic abuse trial that shouldn't be publicized or televised, or worry a little bit more about the housing crisis, food shortages, inflation, the fact that abortion bans are going on, the fact that people can buy guns more often, the fact that we could legalize weed right now and then bring in more money into the economy but people don't want to do that. And instead they're putting more funding into the police because I know that people are going to turn to crime. I'm done. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Gosh, y'all, every week, every week I do this. Every week. If you can't tell, I need to start going to therapy again. Because I can't. (laughs) I can't keep yelling into the mic like this. Glennis is sitting there like. I'm listening. (laughs) I'm letting you get it out. That's what you need. You need to just be able to like. Spell it. To talk. To do something. And that's what I'm here for. (laughs) I remember last time we did the episode with Claudia. I was going off about Rebel Wilson and you both muted your mics. I really appreciate that mm-hmm. because I really need to, I really need to go off. <sighs> we were like, we don't need to say anything. She can handle it for the next like five, 10 minutes. <laughs> and we just need to sit here. Honestly, like the one thing white women are going to do. Also, stop wearing handmade and tail outfits to these protests. The handmade and tail is a fictional story based off of the experiences of Black and brown women within history. When you are bringing in fictional costumes to something that's real life and happening to real people, you are taking away from the fact that this has been happening to other people, just not to you. And also, stop going and having your protests in Black neighborhoods. You need to protest in your gated communities where you are out there having your brunches and your cookouts with the same people that are voting for the Republicans that are putting the abortion bans in the first place stop wearing the handmade in costumes stop it stop it all right this isn't a fictional story this is real this is happening hang it up burn it there was something else i was gonna say but i think i'm good uh yeah so guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of i've been meaning to watch that uh you know you can find us on twitter instagram at i've been meaning to pod find us on tiktok as well all the all of the links will be in the description below check us out check me and glenn out on all of our social media you know and thank you guys so much don't forget to subscribe to the youtube channel 
share, comment, like, subscribe, do all the things. And we will see you guys next week with another episode. Bye, guys. Bye.